What's up? It's your girl, DJ Narc. <laughs> I'm learning to keep the phone a little bit away from me so I don't feel like I'm right up in your ear. It's been a minute. Um, What to say? Where have I been? What the fuck have you been doing, Umber? Where you been? That is always the way it is put when I drop off so now you get to experience what my friends and family deal with all the time um the joke of it is within the family or you know the significant other and the family is always the difference between the two main rooms in my house define my personality so the living room slash kitchen area slash dining room are very sunny, <clears throat> open, <clears throat> excuse me, super uh, bright, friendly colors, lots of books, lots of surfaces to get work done, to cook, um, and the Bedroom is cavernous, dark, the shades are always pulled, it's always cool in there, and no one likes to go in there except for me, which is interesting. Uh, Everyone's a bit intimidated by that room. And the bathroom ends up being, the, the tub especially, ends up being the transition between the two. So in many ways, I've defined New York living, but it has molded my personality a lot of, in a lot of ways because I think my two twins even out as being uh, the two Gemini twins, if you will, follow me here for a minute. One of them is real Cancerian and one of them is real Virgo. So <clears throat> both like to go away. I have a very internally private nature. Uh, So being out and about is great. Having people over is great. Being in the sunny rooms and doing all the things that have to be done in the world are great. But I cannot consistently live in that space. It is too draining for me. So I retreat often uh, into the cold, dark, cavernous, sort of under my rock, if you will. I am, in Chinese astrology, a snake. So, very snake-like behavior. Uh, Especially during the shedding of the skin, I become extremely sensitive. Um, I noticed this when I owned a snake. I had a pink and white albino corn snake, a constrictor snake, uh, that I got as a present. Weird present. Um, (laughs) But I would notice that after he shed his skin, he would disappear uh, for a few days and just, and not be seen at all. And so I think the things that I've just described are all related, and I also think that they're related to the eclipse coming up. I think they're also related to where the fuck I've been for the past two weeks, um, and to the Lionsgate portal that opened up yesterday. <clears throat> Let's see if I can tie all this together. 
I'm more comfortable about all of it since I'm not holding the phone right up to my fucking face. Um, because when I, when I listen to them back, sometimes I'm like, oh my God, I'm so close to that speaker. So are we ready after that four minute intro about nothing? Um, where the fuck have I been? And how does it relate to what's going on? Well, I've been taking that time. But instead of taking that time because I wanted to, um, like I usually do, right? I honor that natural cyclical process of like, okay, I've had enough. I need to be alone. Um, I was pushed into it. One, by just the unnecessary drama that was going on uh, in my work life. And two, because people were going through their own very specific struggles the past two weeks that have to do with all the stuff the eclipses are bringing up. And I realized that it's very easy considering what I do and, and what I'm <clears throat> what I have my exposure for. I realized how easy it is for people to put whatever they're going through on me um, just because of the platform that I've provided. And so, you know, you know, I'd be helping people in the DMs. I'd be talking to people in the DMs. And the nature of the messages in the past two weeks, maybe going back to three weeks, um, I could feel it three weeks ago, like ramping up, like people were starting to get real anxious. And then it turned into full-blown fear uh and then panic and then after panic there is this like moment right where you decide if you're gonna like jump off the cliff or if you're gonna pull back from the cliff and be like fuck what am I doing and I feel in in some way every one of us was going through this it's just how much people express it and how comfortable they feel expressing it to you so I really have no problem with people expressing how they feel to me people have always always since I was like a small child felt the need to tell me exactly what the fuck they're thinking and I've never understood why because I'm like yo I can feel how you feel you don't really need to tell me the rest of that you don't need to tell me how your ego is interpreting that but they've always felt the need to explain themselves so there's been a lot of really concerning messages and then followed almost immediately by a sense of anger and a sense of entitlement uh over me over my time over what I can provide over what I'm what I'm qualified to provide and it just happened over and over and over again and what am I qualified to provide some sort of insight based on archetypal Jungian knowledge of what a randomized system of anything can teach you at a given point more than that um (laughs) I don't think I've ever professed to be able to provide more than that, which is what was so confusing. Um, No, don't get me wrong. I love that people look to me for advice. I love that uh, you look to me for some sort of understanding. But it's quite unfair to look like if you're in your personal life right now, in your career life, if you are, say, an accountant, right, and I come to you with a Netflix algorithm problem, you might be like, uh, that's not really my field. And I could be like, but you're an accountant, right? You work with numbers. 
do it, fix it, you know, and you're like, I don't even know what the fucking algorithm is or or whatever. Like, I can't do that. Numbers, yes, but a completely different level of qualification. Uh, so, <clears throat> of course, it is very nice to be able to help people if you're feeling sad, if you, you know, if you need some perspective on something, if I can provide some sort of an intellectual insight, you know, I'm all for it. But there's a reason I do what I do instead of being a doctor. There's a reason I do what I do instead of being a nurse. Like those avenues were open to me. I pursued both of them because my parents wanted me to. I have extensive knowledge in those areas, but I have no fucking qualifications in those areas, nor sh- nor have I ever professed to, right? So <clears throat> this eclipse brought a desperation out of people, this last one, and the ensuing time between time period between the eclipses is interesting because it's like being held in stasis it's like being held um you know when someone's pushing you on the swing and then for a second they just hold you back and you're just kind of like lingering there like okay are you gonna let go so I can swing again or what and if they did it long enough after a while you just want to get off the swing after a while, you'd be like, this isn't funny, let me go, or you're like, you've got me stuck in like mid-swing momentum here, this sucks, you know, like this isn't funny, you're like totally in control of me right now by like holding me like suspended in the air like this, like, let me go. And there's no doing. The letting go happens at the next eclipse, we're like two days away. <clears throat> Excuse me, so... In the interim, how we react to being held up like that has been varied. And in some cases, it has been extreme. And it has been quite an experience um, being on the other end of that extreme communication, being on the other end of people's anger and hurt uh, for their friends, being on the other end of messages that are like please just help me and I'm like yo I can't like this isn't you know what I'm saying like I can help you with lots of stuff but I can't I can't help you with stuff that's beyond like my depth like that's crazy so for me personally this suspended moment has been about or was until yesterday about my career It wasn't about my love life. It wasn't about the things that I thought it was going to be about, the things that came up in the last podcast or the the one before the last podcast, you know, Eclipse Concrete, Um, just the stuff I realized. I've, I've been okay with it. I've realized what I've realized about my personal life. And, you know, I had some revelatory moments for sure. In the past week, I realized that someone that I was incredibly vicious to, um, like I was merciless to this girl um someone relating to my ex completely inconsequential but I made it into a big deal because I'm a bit bratty um in my relationships in my relationships not in general just in my relationships I'm very spoiled um and I made this chicken issue and she wasn't at all and I finally like kind of got the real picture of like who that is and what she looks like and what she is and 
oh man I just yeah okay that counts as like an eclipse like revelatory mode yeah I just oh man I felt like a monster dude I felt like a monster I've just been merciless to this girl like oh man and then I like it just like was revealed to me you know like I finally saw who I was like directing that all at and I was like Jesus Christ what like this is <laughs> I'm not, I'm sorry I'm not trying to laugh that laugh escaped me that that wasn't a laugh I was <laughs> I'm trying not to I just feel so bad yo I feel so bad like damn man <laughs> you can't you can't be mean like I was being mean to someone that's like got those struggles yo that bitch is like struggle city man and I was like going in like in all types of ways like in my heart I was mad you know what I'm saying uh I needed it, though. Yo, I needed it. I got exactly what I needed from this interim, like, being held in the swing and not let go of, you know, I, I, I think what it is. Okay, let me put it this way. When you when you swinging and then someone holds you back for a minute and you just stand, you know, you're just hanging there, I think it's about perspective. I think there's a point before the swing back down where you just, like... <clears throat> In this season, we've just been held, you know, by this, all these planets in retrograde, we've just been held back in that position for a minute. And it's a perspective that perhaps we don't get to stand still with for uh, ever. You know, it's a perspective on the swing down um, that is only caught for a second before you're just whooshing, you know, past it. And if you're held in that moment of... Um, height, you know, before the dip, before the fall, Virgo season coming up, right? Which is, you know, before the dip, before the fall um, of the sun. There is an interesting kind of insight that, that comes from being held in that position. And for me, the perspective that I needed was just like, uh, another way to put it is like, can you just be the bigger person? Like, can you just grow the fuck up and be the bigger person? Like, you made that bitch such a fucking issue. Like, an issue. I'm saying, like, I made that bitch an issue for the better part of a year. Like, an issue. I would, oh my God. It was funny, though. It was funny, but it was wrong. But it was funny. Like, my, yo, I have a talent. <laughs> But now I realize during this season, like, oh my God, it's one thing to have a talent, but like, it's another thing to be just like kicking a corpse. You know what I'm saying? Like how you, how you do that? Like, I really had to look at myself and be like, how did you do that? How did you not realize until this moment that this bitch, like, oh my God, what have you been doing? And so... It has been extremely revelatory for me in my personal life in that one specific aspect. Other than that, the interim eclipse period here hasn't really um, been emotional for me in terms of like my personal life. I've just, I'm just like, okay. And then finding this stuff out or not even finding out, just seeing it. Seeing like her and just 
with my own eye, you know, oh man, there's just all these assumptions we make about people until we like, you, like, okay, I'm just going to give you one little tiny example, right? <clears throat> I'm about five, six, five, seven, if I don't slouch. Um, I slouch because my mom is really small. Um, and so I feel all growing up that as soon as I got taller than her, it became kind of an issue. So I kind of, I'm one of those people that like tries to hide it. Um, but then when I wear certain shoes and I wear certain clothes, I have to stand up really fucking straight or else they look bad. Uh, and when I stand up really fucking straight, I always feel really fucking weird because I'm taller than I'm used to being. And it's weird. You get treated a little bit different. Um, which has always made me a little uncomfortable. So, um, this all seems unrelated, but it's not. (laughs) When I got home from Denmark, there was a bunch of packages that I had to open, like online shopping shit. And one of the things that I had got that I was really looking forward to were these, um, really high-waisted slacks. And they're gathered at the bottom so you can do all sorts of like athleisure looks with them. Really cute. But the thing about the pants is that they're very high-waisted. And so they hit you really like at your natural, the smallness of your waist, which is super high up, right? Uh, Way higher up than your belly button. I have a really long torso. So, Uh, and they were like a very small size because I'm like... You know, I'm going to be in Denmark for three months. When I was ordering this stuff, I was like, I'm going to be in Denmark for three months. Ain't that shit to do. Like, just working out every day. Ah, ah, ah. You know. So, great. So, I come back. Open the stuff up. The pants are as glorious as I thought they were going to be. Yay. Um, But here I am now, of course, wearing them out. Flexing. Um, And I'm walking around. And because I have these insane, gorgeous, high-waisted, totally unforgiving pants on, I got to stand, like, very fucking straight. Even more straight than the shit that makes me feel awkward. Because that's the only way my spine is completely fucking straight. Right? Which, of course, boosts your confidence because you're using your self-esteem chakra to keep yourself balanced. And I suspect that's where my anxiety about standing totally straight comes from. (coughs) Excuse me. I think it has to do... It has everything to do with self-esteem and feeling worthy of taking up a certain amount of space in a room. You understand what I'm saying? Um, So here I am taking up a lot of fucking space now uh, because I got to stand up real, real, real straight and I'm walking around and I walk right past um, said person. And I was like, the first thought I had, the, you think that if you've been like <clears throat> angry about a bitch, stressing about a bitch, you know, whatever, that you see that bitch somewhere. Isn't that what we always say? We're like, let me see that bitch somewhere. Let me see that bitch somewhere so I can fuck her up, right? So I see that bitch somewhere <laughs> in my city. Danger, 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 danger. Her, by the way, her, survivors, her survival skills need work because... If I walked past somebody who felt the way I feel about her, I think I would have felt that. I think I would have crossed the street. Anyway, um, so walk, you know, walk right by her and no anger, 
no feeling of like let me turn around and fucking clock this bitch um nothing nothing let me drag her down the street here nothing nothing all that like hood shit that I grew up with none of that came out of me yo I was ashamed yo fam (laughs) it didn't stop me from laughing my ass off but I was hella ashamed bruh I was hella ashamed here I am you know I was looking cute too you know you you mostly like be out here bumping into the bitches when you just look in a fucking mess like the day that your skin is a different pallor and no matter how much makeup you put on that shit just is gonna look tired right those days those days where you got your hair wrapped in something funny and you're just like no sunglasses no get out of my way i need to get this shit done those are the days where you run into the bitches and you already mad because you because you feel mad right because you didn't put yourself together and then you see the bitches and then you know it goes down this is not what happened this was an interesting uh fun different kind of lesson in that way in that i looked bomb i looked super and, and that was the lesson the lesson was in that god is real 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 smart um, and I think we forget that there's so many things that we attribute to God that we attribute to the creator, but because we don't learn Fibonacci in school, because we don't know about the sacred geometry, about the divine system of numbers, because we are not taught that stuff, we relegate God to this place of being almost this um, benign, but you know, simple, simpleton, this benign simpleton, right? Love. And then, and then God is love and that's it, you know, and it's like, no, dude, like if you understood math and if you understood the, the, the divine key that is so easy to find once you start fucking with numbers, if you were taught that on any sort of institutional level, the first thing you would associate with God is intelligence, not love, uh, because this design is frighteningly intelligent. Uh, and so are our lessons. Our lessons are designed um, with such a frightening level of efficacy <laughs> that um, if you really stop to think about it as a healing module, just the things we go through, if you, if you, if you see this place as a center, for example, where you come to evolve the spirit, um, the particular healing modalities used in this hologram are like second to none. If this is a uh, fun holodeck retreat, it's a therapeutic one. It's the therapy package we've signed up for, for sure. Because the lessons just don't stop and they're very sophisticated. They're very well placed they're they're put together very well it's so funny I love that movie the game with Michael Douglas um because it's the sophistication with which the game is put together that makes it so believable and the same is true for reality Uh, that's why it's so cool when people like Christ and Buddha Krishna uh see through the game because the game is so sophisticated and so well designed and it is designed for your best good to to continually polish and evolve the spirit but um to be able to see past something that well made and to learn the ultimate lesson to fight the ultimate boss (laughs) if you will uh right from player you know right from level one 
just go straight like through to the top of the game to the user itself and be like, yeah, I see the game. Can I come hang out with you? Because like, I'm tired of just being a player in the game. That's whack. Can't do that anymore. See through it. Thanks. Oh, yeah, we can hang out. Cool. Can I bring my friends? Um, so the lesson was well designed, me friends. The lesson was really well designed. Jesus. I, oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. I apologize. For those of you who are Christian, I apologize. I don't mean to be disrespectful. It's like a bad habit I picked up in Catholic school. Yeah, I just blamed you guys for saying your Lord's David made. I'm sorry. Gemini shit. Um, anyway, the lesson was well designed, me friends, because <coughs> Yeah, I'm vaping, but it's legal here. Go Cali. Um, I'm in San Francisco, by the way. The lesson was well designed because I was feeling very, very, very on top of my game. And I needed to be. Because I needed a very clear perspective on what the fuck I had been doing for the better part of a year. But let's be honest, more like two years. Um, So not only was I standing up really fucking straight. This is all going to make sense in a second. It's all going to tie together. It's <laughs> a promise. Um, I was also wearing these fly heels. Um, you know how like the higher up you go in the shoe game, the shoes get more comfortable, but the heels get higher and you're like, oh my God, this is a four inch heel. I feel so comfortable in this. So it's that type of situation. Jimmy Choo's. So here I am looking real fucking cute, going to a real fucking cute um, spot for a real fucking cute encounter. And I walk, I'm just walking in my city and just like magic out of nowhere. Here is this chick walking right across from me. I mean, it, and New York is funny that way too. Like the one person you really don't want to bump into, you're going to walk right past them in a city full of like, 12 million plus on any given day Manhattan is still the place where you're gonna run into the fucking person you don't want to see um so I say that it was well designed because I think God really wanted me to see what the fuck I've actually been doing and I don't think that that message would have hit home if I was just running down the street in flip-flops and a sweatshirt with my glasses on you know what I'm saying? Like, with my hair up and my glasses on, just, like, going to, like, I don't know, get laundry detergent from the corner. Um, but even if I had been, I was, like, a full foot taller than her. Even if I was just in my fucking flip-flops. And that's what got to me. That's what I'm getting to here. So here I am, all of, like, 5'10 and a half, 5'11 at this point in these fucking heels, walking down the street looking cute as fuck, right? Like, on my fucking game in all these different ways. Um, going to, like, what essentially turned out to be a really fucking important meeting. And here's this chick walking by me, like, my son's taller than her. And I just, oh, God, I felt so bad. Like, in that, I needed to see it like that. Because in that moment, I realized that I had been wiling. Like, with all I had. Wiling. About somebody or towards somebody who just... 
I I don't even know what to say. I feel like the the only way to put it is like her energy was like, yo, bitch, I'm just trying to live. I'm just trying to like live out here, you know, and like check it like it's not easy. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you were talking from a place of so much fucking privilege and you're looking down on me in all these really fucking mean ways. And like, look, like here I am walking past you like, look. Like, you you think I need you on my ass? Like, my life ain't hard enough. And I was just like, oh, God. Oh, I'm ashamed. Oh, God, I'm ashamed. Like, what the fuck have I been doing? Oh, my God. I, yo, social media is so weird. Like, you be thinking that someone is like, not even comparable. You just be thinking, I thought she was just like a normal person you know what i'm saying i thought she was just like a normal person and i was just being like a normal like bitchy you know girl or whatever like i didn't think it was like this like now that i actually saw her walk past i was like oh my god who have i been picking on and being mean to jesus like oh no and now i get why my ex was like yo this is just fucking mean like you gotta stop like this is really mean. Like, Umber, like, that girl is, like, Umber, like, if you saw her, like, stop, stop, please stop. I Now I get it. And so in that way, I did have my perspective moment of being held up in the swing. I did. And I saw, and I saw what I needed to see uh, from that perspective. And it was, like, getting slapped in the face. Like, you don't take, you know, everything that God has given you and use it as a way to like turn around and like be mean to someone who obviously hasn't been given the same things you've given. I'm sure they've been given other things, but they struggling in the ways that you are very blessed and you out here like pointing it out. You out here pointing it out. And I was just so embarrassed. Oh my God. I'm so embarrassed still. And it taught me something about myself. You know, that's why you see how I just like dropped off with the haters. I dropped off on commenting on shit. I'm I'm just, I'm done. Because what that one, you know, moment of her walking past me in my city when I was in my fucking zone. It's one thing to be in your city, okay? It's another thing for that city that is, it's another thing for the city that you're in, that's your city, is New York, Then it's another thing on top of that. If you are feeling yourself in your city that happens to be New York and you're a fucking New Yorker, like from birth New Yorker, right? Basically, I came here when I was two weeks old. Um, And you feeling yourself and you having a good day. You're not just running to Dwayne Reed to get fucking detergent. So the mix of all those things, when you really pop in in your city and you just like you have that winning feeling, psycho-cybernetics, we're going to get into it. I had the winning feeling and I often do because I don't know I've mentioned it before when I mentioned psychocybernetics but my brother my older brother mashallah the Capricorn one of you know one of the Capricorns it just exudes that winning feeling he's always had it he's good at any sport he's ever tried um golf being the one that psychocybernetics talks a lot about because it's a game you play against yourself so it's really easy to gauge how you feel about yourself, what you think of how capable you are, which is why successful men like to take other men onto the golf course and why people are intimidated to play with each other because you are playing against yourself. So the person you're playing with is going to get a very accurate read on how how capable you think you are because the ball is only going to go as far 
and as fast and as accurate as you believe it to be, as you've imagined in your mind and therefore are bending the hologram to your will. And they want to see, these CEOs of these huge companies want to see if you're able to do that like they're able to do it. So even this corporate bro culture of playing golf, uh, this business culture, it's much more metaphysical and spiritual than it seems. They are getting a read on each other's esteem level. What is esteem? Your gauge of how capable you feel in handling a thing or doing a thing. When you are faced with a course, essentially an obstacle course through which you have to manifest this little white ball to go where you want, how you want, um, it is in a lot of ways a microcosm of what we do in this hologram in general, which is take a certain intention and project it onto what is seemingly an obstacle course to get it where we want it to go. And I think that's why the connection between golf and psychocybernetics is so sound and why it's called the golf Bible, because it teaches you how to control within yourself that which would throw you off of your manifestation capability. I'm going to talk about this a lot in the Virgo manifestation video that we've got coming up. It's going to be really exciting. Um, contrary to popular belief, are you fucking kidding? I live through my moon sign. Fucking love Virgos. I, yo, I feel like a Virgo. Most of my life is spent like through the Virgo lens because I, I really live through the moon sign. Very emotional. Um, so the lesson, the winning feeling, the psycho-cybernetics winning feeling, I needed to be in that feeling. I needed to be that much in my zone when I saw her because that was the only way to get across to me what the fuck I've been doing. I... That's why I, that's why I haven't addressed anything else. That's why I'm not going to address anything else because... I think the only thing, the only reason I was addressing shit and the only reason I was like, for example, with this chick, the, like the only reason I had been the way I had been is just because I didn't realize what I am. I didn't realize where I was at. I didn't realize like literally legit. It took that bitch to physically walk down the street next to me and for me to notice like, yo, it's not even a joke. Like, I can't even say something mean and funny about it. It's not even a fucking joke. That shit was sad. It was sad to me to realize in that moment that somebody like me had been, like, mean to her. Because, like, that shit, like, that's sad. Like, I I felt bad. I felt like I had been, like, picked, picking on, like, a disabled person. That's the only shade I'm going to throw. And I don't even mean it as shade. Like, I seriously, and I'm not saying it as shade towards disabled people. I meant it like I that's how it hit me in my gut I felt like I had been making fun of somebody who was paralyzed or some shit like some shit they can't help like yo umber what the fuck is wrong with you that's that's really fucking mean and I realized that the only reason I was doing it is because it took me to be walking there like that and having that winning feeling ah 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 to realize like where I'm at and like you can't still be treating people how you from the place you were emotionally in say you know i don't know three four years ago like this eclipse is bringing up stuff from a very specific time period so it's either like 12 years ago or it's like three or four years ago depending on how old you are um like you can't still like i was you know if i had been aware 
of who I am, where I'm at. You see, the thing about the height makes sense now, right? I'm not standing up straight, not owning it, not like not being comfortable in your own skin, your own, your own greatness. Um, if I had been in possession of all that, if I had had that winning feeling for the past three years instead of just, you know, like experiencing it to such a full degree on that day walking down the street, if I had just understood that years ago, I could never have been the way that I was. I could never have said the things that I said because, I mean, like it's it's monstrous. You know, when you when you see when you see it in in its reality. So there's two things that occurred to me. One, in that moment as she walked past me, I realized that I had never seen myself how I really am, and I was ashamed because I'm like, yo, what the fuck? Like I was mad at this chick. I must really have no idea who the fuck I am or what I look like or who what I am. Like who I am. I just I just it occurred to me that I was living in some alternate reality where I was still gauging myself and who I was and what I was based on, you know, people's childhood opinions of me, things that had been put in there from like five onward, right? That that cybernetic system, the settings, I realized as I walked by her in that moment what my cybernetic system settings were, even if I had in so many ways changed and progressed and learned. And that's one of the mistakes that Geminis make. We think that if you can learn a thing and become more intelligent, that that's somehow understanding a thing and implementing it and changing behavior, and it's usually not. Usually Geminis are, are the ones that learn things, but it's Sagittarians that understand the things. So it occurred to me that in that moment, it occurred to me that I was not only not seeing myself accurately and had been really denigrating myself and had been living by a very false set of settings, set of standards for myself, um, but also that how keen I was keenly aware of how doing so or how suffering with that also makes other uh, elevates other people. It makes other people seem way better than they are because you feel so bad about you. <clears throat> and there was just a cosmic reset in that moment where I saw her uh, but she like she didn't see me. She didn't she saw me. She saw me. But I could tell from the way she looked at me, I could tell what she saw. And it just made me feel that much worse. I was just like, oh my God, like, this is someone that I should have always been really nice to. This is some, you know, this is like that person, that girl that comes to the door in the notebook and that like the love of his life is like, hi, come in. Do you want to have dinner? You know? I, I was I was the one where like the bitch comes to the door and I'm like, hi, I will make you for dinner. I will cut you into pieces and cook it. Come in. <laughs> oh, you're her? Really? Cool. Come in. You know, no, no, no. Where, why are you running? Where are you going? Wait, hold on. Let me come find you. Um, so aside from that very personal way of learning where I'm actually at, Other than that, it hasn't been about my personal life. It's definitely been about work. 
and being held in that suspension and being shown your worth and how it adjusts your perspective. The way that played out for me in terms of work is a lot like the encounter I just described. I looked around at what was whooshing past me and I thought, damn man, like I'm better than this. Like I hate to I hate to put it like that. I hate that it took 40 minutes to get there, you know, cuz I didn't want to like be even more mean to that bitch, but like that's exactly what I thought when she walked by me. I was like, "Oh my god, what? <laughs> what the fuck?" Oh my god, but I laugh when I'm embarrassed and I laugh when I, you know, when I'm uncomfortable. So it wasn't like I was reveling in it. I was just like, "Jeez, like what the fuck have I been doing?" And I and in the same way, that's what happened career wise. I just kind of looked around and I thought, what the fuck? Like, what I'm not going to do is be who I am just naturally and be out here in the muck and the dirt and the grime with like the two foot trolls. You know what I'm saying? Like getting, you know, kicking up the kicking up the dirt what am I doing? Like, I'm, I just have had a couple of weeks of just, you know, putting on your flyest out, picking yourself up, dusting yourself off, you know, like really doing the process, you know, all the processes, taking care of your skin, taking care of your hair, doing your nails, all the things, all the things. And I think it was part of a larger, you know, reset of my cybernetic settings. I think I've gone through what Cher in Clueless calls an emotional or spiritual makeover her soul is what she says. And I didn't anticipate it and I didn't plan for it and I didn't want it. And it catalyzed, it started off um, with that moment where I was just like, I gotta, I gotta reframe. I gotta take stock of what the fuck I'm doing because my settings are off this has made it very clear to me my fucking settings are off what am I doing and that's exactly what happened career-wise I was just like like I'm so much better than this what am I doing my settings are off like I'm not seeing myself accurately which is why I even feel the need to in any way interact with like scum like what the fuck am I doing like if I in the same way like emotionally if my settings had been healthy okay accurate let's say accurate then the first time this girl came up and my ex was like yo that's like legit that's nothing that's just me waiting for you like I would have been like okay cool done let's move on you know and that would have been it but no same thing with the trolls but no I gotta address it I gotta do this I gotta do that I gotta say this I gotta be mean I gotta use this intelligence that should be used for helping people to like cut people down to the bone you know what I'm saying like and I saw that bitch and I'm like I cut this bitch down to the bone lord this bitch she ain't got enough problems I'm saying oh my god part of me wanted to be like you want to be friends like can I help you can I like just give you some simple tips that you could get into today that would make you like, I'm just, I'm not even trying to be shady. Like, I really wanted to be like, wait, there's a couple of things that you could do right away that would really help you. Um, but I can't be that. I, it's, it can't come from me. God provides. She, someone in her, someone in her life is finally going to tell her some shit. I hope. 
you know i feel like one of her friends just needs to like own up and just be like dog stop doing this this and this because you know please anyway so where have i been that's where i've been i've taken the past two weeks to reset get my cybernetic system working properly so when my conscious brain starts to veer off course the subconscious can bring me i don't know how i i think i pressed the phone for effect and it stopped recording so here we are again um just adding to the last one so what am i inter what are my new cybernetic settings um well it's pretty simple and if you're not following what we're talking about you need to read psycho cybernetics you need to listen to it something um because I, w- I will go into it and I'll explain more about it, but I cannot begin to really teach it to you like the person who created it and wrote about it and like is in love with it, was in love with it, you know, the best work they ever did. Like you owe it to yourself to listen to or read that book. Like I, I'm very, very grateful that you feel that I'm good at explaining things and that you can learn something, but I can't. Uh, and that's And that's what I'm getting to. I can't do what I'm not qualified to do you know um and that has to do with understanding what you are qualified to do again getting back to the cybernetic settings. so what are my new settings what did this interim between eclipses this super harsh period you know walking through the gauntlet um interim here what what did i come out the other end of this with what are my new settings well, they have everything to do with self-worth because I've realized that any time that you look outside of yourself and you do so with judgment, <clears throat> I'm still all about analyzing stuff and pointing out where people are full of shit. But the added judgment, I think that has everything to do with not feeling, not having your settings uh accurate accurately you're you're not accurately set is what it is so if you are fully aware of how amazing you are in whatever way in all the ways then you can still engage in intelligent discourse you can still point out where people are hypocritical and full of shit and quite dangerous you can do all the things but you do so without adding, you know, without tainting it um, with this personal need, you know, w- without your particular settings crying out from some sort of, for some sort of affirmation or some sort of need to attack that which is threatening you. Um, and it was a perfect way to illustrate it. I'm sorry if I'm harping on it and it seems like such a simple thing, but it was not a simple thing. It was an extremely vivid way to illustrate to me what the fuck I've been doing. Like, my mom has tried to tell me in so many different ways. Like, how are you even addressing haters? How are you even addressing anyone who's saying anything to you on any fucking platform? How? How do you have the time or the wherewithal to do so when you are so incredibly good at what you do, when... People wait with bated breath for you to produce content. How in the fucking world do you have the time 
or the lack of self-respect to even engage in this shit. And I'm just like, eh, but they said this. And I'm going to say that. And my mom's just like, wow, you have no idea what you're worth. Like, get a clue. Um, And no matter how she said that, because that's literally how she usually says it. Vape, second. Instead of that, it took for this wondrous hologram. <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> to in the most vivid way (coughs) smoke break (coughs) that was the most vivid way I could have seen that like your settings are way fucking off from reality (coughs) so you're doing the most with people who are not they're not even It's not even that they're not on your level because that's the same like judgmental shit. It's not even that they're not on your level. They deserve your understanding. They deserve your understanding because you within yourself are at a place where you feel and are, are, are aware of your worth. So the way that my recent interactions would have gone right like I said with that chick it would have just been like oh my god um hi sorry about life I don't know sorry see you later bye um yay you know fond memories I guess like you know yay bye you know and that would have been it um with like the shit online the really like gnarly crazy shit uh I think I could make all those same points about how all those people are full of shit without ever having to again without ever having to stoop past my genuine cybernetic settings to a place where that would even become an issue like I shouldn't be saying nothing about some bitch who can't even begin to compare You know what I'm saying? Like, that's ridiculous. That's just, you you shouldn't even be uttering anything about that person other than if they're in their work life full of shit, which I think I was right to point out. Um, But you can't be, you can't be engaging with people on that other personal level when like their level of unfortunate, you know, shit is like, yo, gene expression is a fucked up thing. It's like, it's an amazing thing and it's a fucked up thing. And that's how I felt. I felt like I, when I walked past that chick on the street, I felt like I had been picking on somebody for the better part of a year, probably two, whose gene expression had left her like fucked in the world. And here I am, you know what I'm saying? Blessed, 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 blessed. Like doing the most, being mean to that bitch. Like what the fuck? Umber, yo, oh my God. I was so embarrassed. I felt so bad and I don't feel bad. That's the thing. It's like a, it's like a weird emotion for me because I don't feel bad for the shit I do. I don't feel bad for the shit I say. I don't feel bad. Like I just don't, but I felt fucking bad. Like I, yo, for real, it was weird. I was like, what is this feeling? I was like, oh my God, I actually feel bad. (laughs) no I actually felt bad and then I started thinking about it and I started applying it to my work and everything that I'm telling you now and I started to feel bad no I really did because I'm like 
I don't need to address these clowns, like, and clown them. They already clowning themselves hard. Like, why am I in here in the dirt, in the muddy circus, clowning them when they're already here kicking up the dirt, wearing the clown outfits and the noses and everything and being fucking clowns? Why am I in the dirt with the fucking clowns trying to point out to people that they're fucking clowns? Why have I spent two years trying to point out that this fucking gremlin bitch... It's a gremlin bitch. You see? Old that old habits, yo. Old habits die hard. Um, no, now just be now it's just for funnies. Now it's just for jokings. It's just all jokings now. It's jokes, jokes, jokes. It's different when you actually try to be mean. Now it's just jokes. I'm saying, but I'm like referencing that one because it's one of the ones that I used. You know what I'm saying? Um it's jokes. It's jokes. It's jokes. It's jokes. But but why do I need to be like, you know, it has to do with what I said about standing up straight. If you don't fucking stand up straight, that people don't even know how fucking tall you are. My close friend, Jason, the Pisces that I told you about so many times, he's the only one. Like people would be like when we first met and we'd go out and people would be like, oh, how tall are you or whatever? Like sometimes you seem mad tall, sometimes you and he was the one who was like, she's really tall. She just slouches because she gets like insecure. And she gets, like, intimidated in certain situations, and then she slouches. So, like, it all ties together. Like, how you, like, not fixing your posture, you know what I'm saying? Like, not doing these things that you should be How are you not standing in your own power, but you got the time and the effort and the fucking energy and the gall and the gall to, like, be all five, seven of you and be like, look at this gremlin bitch. Look at this gremlin bitch. Bitch, we see it. We know. Like, getting in the mud with the clowns and being like, look at this clown bitch. She doesn't know what she's doing. She doesn't know how to recar. She doesn't... Bitch, we already know. We all know. We all on the same YouTubes with you, bitch. We seen the videos and we just passed it by. Like, that bitch a clown. Until you decided to fucking address the fucking clown. Now we're just looking at you like, oh, she gonna clown the clown. But that shit is mad petty. That shit is mad fucking petty. Like... I've like you know it's one thing to be online right it's it's that's what bugged me out about it it's one thing to be online because people like you can't tell what people really look like online you can't tell what people really like you can't tell what their energy is like well sometimes you can a lot you can but then also you can't there's like real life stuff that once you have that perspective like imagine if I had seen her on the street right and I had turned around in that fucking outfit with that fucking winning feeling, all of fucking 5'10", 5'11", of me at that point, and walked around and chased her down the street talking about, you fucking gremlin, you fucking no-lip bitch. Like, what if I had done all that, all the things? What if I had done all the shit? Imagine how I would have looked and how fucked up it would have been for me to be trolling this little girl just like walking down the street trying to get the fuck away from me like just life just kicking you around on so many levels and now you got this fucking bitch like following you around cursing you out saying the meanest shit possible to you no matter what the context of that situation is no matter if people stopped you and was like bitch why are you being mean to her like look at like come on leave her alone no matter what i said to them about the what the what the context was I would still be the person in the wrong because I'm the person in the wrong. That's it. Like, you don't need context for that. You could see it. Like, why is someone like you picking on someone like her? It doesn't matter what's gone down between you. The way that you are doing this is obviously fucking wrong. 
Someone in your situation, someone who looks like you, someone who's doing what you're doing, it cannot do this. It's not right. And that's exactly what it boiled down to in terms of career. And it's interesting that it all happened at the same time. Well, it's not interesting, it's timely, right? So for all of us now, let's apply this with a broader perspective to reading psychocybernetics, being into it, understanding, you know, having your own revelatory moments where you're like, whoa, my settings um, are a bit off because, you know, something has shown me in the past like two week period that like uh, the way I react to stuff isn't accurate. You know, it's because my settings are off. So if my settings had been accurate, um, everything I've done in the past few years would, you know, I would have reacted differently to everything that's happened to me. And I think that we're at this moment right now where we have to reassess and the eclipses are really giving us the room to do so because we've got to decide if we can take what we have right now and level up for the next six months and then into the whoosh of a wave that becomes 2020. We've got to decide if that we ride that wave at the top of it or if we're going to get rolled by it and get rolled into 2020 with a bunch of broken bones. Um, I think it's very timely that Ciara's Level Up has come out when it has, just like I thought it was really timely to put out uh, In My Feelings and make it such a big deal right uh like kind of at the height of cancer season when people were in their feelings. So level up is a really good way of looking at this time because if we aren't able to look past the embarrassing truths of where the chinks are in our own armor and our armor being our cybernetic settings, um, we won't have the wherewithal to level up. It's not that the universe doesn't want to level us up. It's just that we don't have the right suit if you will for the game we don't have the right armor for the war and the universe is not going to put you in the middle of something that you are not prepared for that is always the promise you are only given as much as you can handle that is reiterated throughout the great religions of the world and throughout the great spirituality systems so if you will not be given more than you can handle then it is your job to become more and more capable so you can handle more and then more is given to you yes Right now, this period is about accepting the truths, some of which may be really embarrassing and may give you moments of embarrassment where you have to admit things that are not flattering. You think it's easy for me to say that I've been picking on some bitch for like, you know, just like, you know, not really picking on her, but picking on her, you know, here and there. Um... Like, you think it's easy for me to admit that I've been doing that to someone that I didn't realize until, like, a week ago is, like, I don't know, like, my mom's size, like, fun size. Like, I, yo, there's no way if I had known that that I would have ever said any, like, not even one of the things that I said. There's no way. There's no way I would have never, never, and not just that she's, like, small, because, like, there's really, really, really pretty girls who are super small. And it doesn't even matter. It doesn't even matter. It was like my own emotional shit that was like, it's just, it, it, uh, how do I say this? It's really easy when you're not aware of where you're at and who you are to put yourself equal to the people that you feel threatened by and then go for them like you're their equal. Um, 
because if your settings were appropriate and accurate, you wouldn't be threatened by them in the first place. You'd just be like, cool, no matter what they look like and no matter who they were, you see? So like still there, you see the issue being exposed. You think it's you think that's like comfortable for me to like expose that as such like a major issue for me and like has held me back in this way or that way? No, of course not. You think it's easy to expose it to thousands and thousands of people? No, of course not. But that's what this eclipse requires of you. If you are not able to be open about your own flaws and your own miscalculations about yourself, you can't let it go and you can't learn from it. You certainly can't ever move past it. And I feel like so many people get stuck in their lives because they just can't admit when they're wrong. They can't take any sort of embarrassment. They can't take any sort of um, self-deprecation. You know, and I, I don't know why, because I, I always wonder with people like that, what do you think that like you're perfect? If you can't admit that you're ever wrong, you can't admit that you've been stupid, you can't admit that you've done humiliating shit, I guess you're trying to project some sort of image of perfection and that's offensive to me. It's offensive to me when people don't own up to their mistakes and don't own up to their the, the, the areas of their life where they're lacking. It irritates me when people aren't openly able to admit that because uh, it just strikes me as being very egotistical. Like you really, you really want to project an image of perfection and why? Because what are you trying to be then? Are you trying to be like God, like you feel like you're better than everything here because everything here is imperfect, but you're just perfect. Like it's a superiority element that really drives me up the wall. Like I can't stand it. But of course I understand why people do it because it's really embarrassing and humiliating to admit when you've been wrong and not just a little bit wrong like really wrong like I can just imagine I can just imagine how that girl felt being picked on by someone like me fucking a that's horrible like that's not easy to admit I can just imagine even these fucking yahoos these fucking assholes that were like doing all this troll shit I can just imagine what it must have felt like for them being where they are to be picked on by me and for me to like lay their shit out. I can just imagine how horrible that was because I was doing it thinking that I was on their level. You know, I was in the mud with them, but the way they're experiencing it is from the reality of the thing, not just my version of it. They're experiencing me where I am picking on them from my position and that's fucking awful. Just because I don't realize where I am doesn't mean that the effect I'm having isn't from that place. You understand? So you cannot reset your settings. You cannot get into the cybernetic settings and reset them without first admitting where your inaccurate settings have led you to hurt people, hurt yourself, uh, yeah, keep you back, hold you back, hold others back, you know? It starts with that acceptance of not being perfect, of making mistakes, of taking the time, maybe going into your own cave, you know, and reassessing what you want to focus on and what you want to be about. What what part of you do you want to level up after this eclipse in a couple of days? What part of you do you want to full force put all of yourself into 
what new version of you now emerges and perfects itself over the six the next six months and then we go on this fun ride into 2020 for me it was about waking up to the reality I needed to have that moment the, exactly the way I had that moment and then of course I went right from that realization into a fucking kick-ass meeting that went very well mashallah and like boom you know so like the winning feeling was booming and I think seeing her only added to it because <laughs> because I was already feeling great and then it was just reconfirmed to me that not only had I never had anything to worry about, that wasn't really what hit me. What hit me was just how off I had been about myself. That's all. Not how off I had been about her. I was immediately able to see how that reflected and how I felt about myself. And I was like, shit. But all it did, you know, I had a moment of like embarrassment about it. And then all it did was make me go, oh, shit. <clears throat> I'm hype. And that was it. And I reset. And the reset is interesting because your behavior changes so drastically. When you decide, when, when you on a subconscious level retrain yourself, and you can use the exercises in the book for this, to <clears throat> accept your reality, to accept what it is that you believe about yourself and if you can base that on how you're behaving and and the best most secure version of yourself and how that person would behave you can start to piece together an emotional scaffolding on which you can build your reality because your reality is based on how you feel about you and so one of the other poignant things that happened in that moment for me was that I realized why my life in certain aspects had been going the way it had for the past few years because I realized what I had been equating myself to. No surprise there. So resetting now means <clears throat> seeing where your inaccurate settings have been holding you back and reverse engineering the thing. Changes your behavior. Makes people go, hmm, I was wondering if you were even going to do this anymore. I was wondering if you were still going to do readings. I was wondering if you were still going to do the podcast. I was wondering if you're still going to do any of this anymore. Well, it makes sense to ask those questions when you've seen me get in the mud and sling mud at clowns and be like, they're clowns, they're clowns, they're clowns, you know. Now all those times of like, she's not good enough for you. She's not good enough for you. <laughs> and my ex being like, uh, I love you. <laughs> Can you stop? Like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Why are you harping on this? Um, it all makes sense. It shows you where the chinks in your armor are. And if you've seen the chinks in your armor in this past eclipse season, hello, accept them, learn from them, have your humiliating moments, accept the humiliating, 
you know, facts about yourself. Yes, you did the petty shit. Yes, you got in the mud. Yes, when you change and you stop getting in the mud and you stop doing the petty shit, will people question you? Will people question everything about you? Will people question if you are going to keep doing what you're doing? Will people question your purpose? Will people try to pull you out of that really zen, peaceful space where you're really comfortable with yourself by doing all sorts of different shenanigans? Of course. But that's the fun part, babe. That's the fun part. The fun part is once you reset and you are riding the crest of this wave. Sorry, got cut off. And people who are getting rolled by the wave are just like, wondering and texting and dming and asking you why you're not getting rolled in the wave anymore like hey where'd you go hey why are you acting like you're not getting rolled in the wave hey why are you not why are you not interacting why are you not playing the game why are you not texting why are you not reaching out why are you not uh doing a reaction or response video why aren't you doing those are all questions that you're asking from within getting rolled in the wave. I can't, I can't hear you. The roar of the water is too loud. And I'm riding the crest of this wave. I, I don't even, I don't even know who's saying what. All I see is the sun and the ocean and like a bunch of my friends riding this wave with me. Like I don't, I don't, I don't hear it anymore. I don't see it anymore. Like I'm too good for that. You know what I'm saying? Like like it was a gentle, humiliating but gentle lesson that that encounter. Like God was like, "Yo, you too good for this. Stop it." Like I've given you so much. Don't be like this. Stop it. You know what I'm saying? Like don't have me give you so much and make you just naturally so good at so many things that give you so much to work with and now you looking at my people that I also created. You know what I'm saying? And and you and you being mean to them because I didn't give them what I gave you. Like, bitch, straighten up. Like, this shit ain't right. It was still a gentle way to learn it. Like, I feel like God really, really be looking out for me because he knows that I'm just stupid. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not, I'm not a bad person. I'm just stupid. I just be stupid sometimes. And I felt like it was a really, like, it was humiliating for sure, but it was a gentle way of being like, fam, like, I've given you a lot. Don't, don't look down on that's also my creation fam you know what i'm saying like you i didn't give you all this i didn't i didn't make you the way i made you for you to turn around and laugh at my creation that i also made you know what i'm saying like what are you doing right now um and i think my you know internal response was like no but my feelings are hurt and that was like i was in love with that guy, you know and and and, and like I think that moment was to be like, yeah, but that doesn't change the reality of what you're doing. Like, you may have an excuse. You may try to Gemini your way out of this or whatever. But, like, the reality is still that this is how you're being, but this is who you are. Like, you got to check who you be and who you are. Because if those two things don't match up, you in trouble. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't, yo, (laughs) you can't be pulling up in a fucking Mercy Lago, like, talking about, ah. I hate this bitch walking down the street like the, like what are you doing right now? So when you stop doing that clown shit, you know what I'm saying, in any aspect of your life where you just stop engaging with the clown shit, 
uh, and you realize who the fuck you are and you having that willing feeling, winning feeling and you high-waisted pants and your Jimmy Choo's, um, people are going to ask you, like, when you getting back in the mud, when you get, when you going back to the circus to point out the clowns for us, when you're going to, you know, because some people like that. Some people like seeing you drop off your throne and put your crown down and go get in the dirt. Some people love watching that because they don't want you to have that crown and that throne in the first place. So they'd be looking for it. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I'm not even talking about like, oh, this person instigating whatever. I take full responsibility. Ain't nobody ever had to instigate shit with me. You get on my fucking bad side. You got my, you, you like upset my temper. <laughs> nobody, there's no excuse for that. Nobody has to say that they did anything to me. I'm more than capable of working myself into an angry state. Um, so when people, you know, they're going to ask you, they're going to, they're going to want to see it, especially the ones that get like a sick thrill out of seeing you down there because they love seeing that throne vacant. They love seeing that crown vacant, just sitting there empty because anyone could just come and take it. Cause you down there in the fucking mud being a fucking idiot. You know what I'm saying? Like pointing out like what? Pointing out the fucking obvious, the sky is blue. The sky is blue. The sky is blue. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, we get it. Why you, <laughs> why you feel the need to do this right now though? And this eclipse season is going to teach you or has been teaching you and is coming to a close now. Um, has been teaching you where you in your life are putting your crown down. Where you are slipping off your throne. And the effects that this eclipse coming up on the 11th, the effects that it's going to have on you for the next six months have to do with, let me put it this way. When this next eclipse hits, right, if you are down in the mud with the clowns, the way the energy is about to get fixed is like a setting spray. Wherever you are when this eclipse hits in terms of your self-esteem, what you think about you, and not just what you think about you or how you feel about you, but how you're behaving because your behavior is going to tell you how you really feel about you. It doesn't matter what you... That's what I had to realize, you understand? I thought that I felt great about myself. But my behavior, when I actually saw that bitch on the street, I realized that my behavior had been showing me all along that I felt like me and that bitch were equals. And then I saw that bitch on the street and I was like, oh, dear God, what the fuck have I been doing? I must seem like the meanest person on fucking earth. Oh, my God. And, 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 And that's not to say we're not equals, but in the ways that I was coming for her, like... Do you see what I'm saying? So you are going to get set for the next six months when this eclipse sits. You are going to get set in whatever energy you, your behavior is indicative of. Don't look at what you think of yourself. Don't look at how you feel about yourself because that's all subjective. Between your conscious and subconscious, many lies are told. Look at your behavior because your behavior is going to show you how you really feel about yourself and what you really think of yourself. You have, it's been happening this whole time, the past two weeks, but now within the next two days, you have time to get up out of the fucking dirt and go sit on your fucking throne again and put your crown on before this setting spray hits. And how you do that is you look at your behavior and you realize where you are engaging in what is beneath you. Personal, career, interpersonal relationships of any kind, it doesn't matter. 
Where are you stooping? Where are you putting your crown down to engage in just dirty shit? With people who ain't worth shit. Who ain't shit. Sure, can you still point that out? Listen, Virgo Moon, I'm going to be pointing that shit out forever. You ain't shit. <laughs> if, you, if you want some fuck shit, I'm the first person who's going to be like, you ain't shit. But the rest of this shit? So unnecessary. And wherever your behavior is going to show you that you are in the dirt, get up. Get up, get out of the dirt, get out of the circus, go take a shower, forget that it happened, rethink your life. Rethink your life, listen to psychocybernetics, get some new healthy cybernetic things going on by just writing down a few new settings. Just journaling about a few things that you realize like the moment that I had that makes you see who you really are but how you've been acting. Because we need to get really accurate including whatever is embarrassing, we need to get really accurate about how we really feel about ourselves so we can really start to change it. Because even the intention of wanting to sincerely change how you truly feel in that back brain setting, even the intention of wanting that is enough. But if we come into this next eclipse and we get set in a place of pettiness, my goodness, you will not be productive you will absolutely not be able to take advantage of what could be the level up of your life in the next six months. You will just be lost. You will be shut out of that energy because you're not vibing right. So the way to vibe right, to catch this level up wave right now on the 11th, the way to really vibe right, okay, is to see in your own life where you've been the way that I've just described in humiliating detail and just be able to admit to yourself that yeah, maybe your settings are a little bit off. Maybe you don't think as much of yourself in some way or other as you should. Maybe you can't see the reality of how amazing you are and perhaps you've then taken that wound out on other people who may or may not have deserved it but you really didn't need to be in the mud and you can go about not only just identifying it, but really working with it. Actively using the exercises in psychocybernetics to just get that stuff out of your head and replace it with incredibly powerful, incredibly productive, incredibly positive things that are true. Ideas that are true about you. Really super positive stuff like, I am loved. I'm beautiful. I'm wealthy. I'm successful. I'm happy. Because when your settings are truly set, it takes about three weeks to make a habit, four weeks to cement it, to make new grooves in the brain, to get the new settings going. To sustain some discipline for a few weeks, to reset the system, and therefore how we react to everything around us, what we engage in, what we absolutely won't engage this is the journey we now go on. This is why it was important to get into psychocybernetics a few weeks ago. Well, a few months ago, I think. You see? Here we are. And it's wonderful. 
Like, since that happened to me and I realized all that shit, man, I don't even know what to tell you. I've just been better. I'm just happy. Not happy because of anything, which is what's so cool about it. Just happy. No drama. No need to look. No need to care. It is what it is, and it's okay that it is that way. Because from the lofty perspective that I have now on what I'm doing and who I am and what I'm capable of, all of this seems like looking at a town from a plane. You know how you like look through the plane window and way down there you can see like a little town full of people and you're sure there are people down there and you can kind of make out where the houses are and where the cars are parked? But that's about it, right? That's how it all seems to me now. The stuff that used to be deep emotional triggers, really wounding stuff. Things that used to scare me, things that used to make me really angry. Things that used to make the mean stuff come out. Now it's... All that, I guess, is happening still, but it can't get a reaction out of me because it's all the way down in that little town somewhere, in some room. Some person on a computer, like, just, you know, wasting their life. And I'm sitting up here thinking these big ideas and doing these things and furthering myself and, you know, taking this journey with all of you and learning even more and putting out some great stuff, more great stuff coming out making some great new deals like I'm sure that stuff is still going on down there I'm sure if I went down there I could probably engage in it but why been down there been to that town many times you know what the funny thing is about that town about Hatersville the funny thing about Hatersville is that no one ever leaves No one ever gets anywhere. The town never builds a new city hall. They never get a new auditorium. They never put on plays. Because every time they try to, everybody else hates on them. I've been to that town. Even if you go to that town just to point out how unproductive and horrible everybody is, you're still there with them. Why the fuck did you come down here? Just to tell us that? So now, seeing it from the airplane window, it's like, there it is still there for sure still doing what they do and yet when you're looking at it out of the window of a gulf stream because you're on your way to said incredible project or incredible deal or incredible new thing that you get to do with your parents or your family or your kid or you know person you love like person you're dating how could you ever want to go back there that's when you know that the settings have truly changed when your behavior changes right that's learning and teaching someone something means that you give them some information that changes their behavior so the inability to interact with the gunk and the clowns The change of behavior is how you know that the new settings are taking hold. And 
although it may seem a bit zen and kumbaya and you want me to just not address people who are causing problems in my life and you want me to just not no I'm not saying that I'm saying that if we continually improve ourselves and think highly of ourselves and continue to do things that then add to that winning feeling and continue to do the exercises that bolster that winning feeling I think the people causing the problems will take care of themselves and they become non-issues. It's not that you don't handle them, it's that you handle them indirectly by handling yourself. Now, does that mean that we stop being socially active? Does that mean we stop speaking out about everything that's going on? Absolutely not. But I think if we can do so from a lofty perspective of feeling very complete and secure within ourselves and what we have to offer and what we're capable of, it makes our argument even stronger. It makes anything that we stand up for that much more poignant. Me not engaging with the clowns and the dirt and the fucking grime out here will only make my case for what's going on in Palestine and my voice that much clearer and that much more effective in getting out what's actually going on. See what I'm saying? You don't stop fighting the battles. You just become so impeccable in your character and in your behavior and in your reputation that you are able to affect change for the things that you care deeply about, but you're able to do it with your presence, with your energy, and with your words because they carry more weight. So we don't stop. We regroup. We take a different approach. And regrouping and taking a different approach approach in life, not just activism, in how you view yourself. It's exactly what these eclipses have been about. So although this is definitely a ramble of a ramble, you can see the point, right? You can see how it needed to ramble to here so we can get to this really heavy concept of what it is that we've actually been doing in this eclipse season. People are like, why didn't you make an eclipse video? You see how many views the eclipse videos get? Man. (laughs) You know, I'm into giving you insight. I'm into using this wonderful randomized tool that we have at our disposal. I'm into all of it. But I'm not into telling you what to do. I like instructional stuff I like teaching I mean, teach you how to read cards and stuff teach you how to meditate but this idea of there's an instructional quality to those eclipse videos that makes me uncomfortable there's like a guru element to it that I don't like it just rubs me the wrong way I don't know I'm just being a Virgo moon about it I'm sure but <clears throat> this eclipse season has in so many ways been about exactly this and the heaviness of it um that uh, there's I think no way to have we could have spoken about this there's no way I could have made a video about this a few weeks ago like everyone did um and and had any sort of a real impact (laughs) Some things you have to learn. You have to go through them and learn them. And no one can hold your hand through it. You have to be smacked in the face with those realities so you can change. 
because if you don't change, you won't be able to bear the stagnation of where it leads you to stay the same. And the eclipses ask for fundamental change. They want the real stuff. They want you to go to your core and see where you're being gross and look at it and say, okay, that's gross. I don't want to do that anymore. And to work from your highest perspective. Because it is what is required of you. And from that highest perspective to be able to affect real change. To be that much more powerful. To be that much stronger. To not just look externally at all those it would be really easy to demean even if they deserve it. But instead to see where it is your power and your idea of self that is actually lacking. And to correct that so no matter what other people are doing, whether you address it or not, it has no power over you. Can I still say someone is plagiarizing me, that there are many people plagiarizing my work, my intellectual property? Absolutely. Can I do that without saying anything else? Absolutely. Absolutely. And does that? affect my reality and my productivity and my abundance? Absolutely. Because I'm talking from a place of security, of knowing. That's the difference between trying to do something and changing your cybernetic settings. You know it. You feel it in your bones. You fundamentally change. I don't need to say more than that. It's painfully obvious that there are many people plagiarizing my work. It's kind of funny at this point. From where I'm sitting now and from the perspective I have now based on my settings, I kind of like it. It's flattering. (laughs) Even the real trolley shit, it's all just kind of zany and flattering. You see? And I really mean that. That's why I haven't reacted. That's why I haven't done anything. It's all kind of just flattering. They all just seem legit like fan clubs. See, what I'm saying hasn't changed. The sentiment is the same. This is Those are my favorite fan clubs. Actually, no. They are my favorite fan clubs because we don't have fan clubs. We're a movement. It's different. (laughs) Fuck fan clubs. Um, But you see, I'm saying the same thing. I'm saying this is my favorite fan club. Those are my favorite fan clubs. But I'm not saying it in the same way. I'm saying it from a place of knowing who I am and what I am and what I have to offer and what my job is. What I'm supposed to be doing here. And it's certainly not pointing clowns out to clowns. So take that for what it's worth. Uh, I apologize about any mean or below the belt stuff I've said even in this podcast I'm you know uh (laughs) I've definitely uh changed but um 
I have this extremely mischievous sense of humor, so I find that, like, just the most ridiculous shit funny. So I apologize for, like, the gremlin comments. That's just, just funny. Like, some people actually legit look like gremlins, and that's funny, and that's okay to say that because, like, they actually look like gremlins, and that's okay. I just didn't, like, I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know if I had known. I thought the bitch was white, okay? I thought the bitch was white. <laughs> No, I didn't think that bitch was that. But you see the you see the correlation there. Not that I want to be associated with Roseanne. <laughs> that dumb bitch. But you see what I'm saying, right? You see. <laughs> so I apologize for uh, if any of that stuff uh, on here that I said today offends you. I it's never my intention to offend you and to take it the wrong way. Um, and I'm not making any sort of like. And I'm not taking any sort of shots at anyone who looks like anything. Really, really. I, I truly believe no matter what you look like, like people should still love you. It's just my own shit, man. It's just my own shit. And that's what I feel like you guys are always saying by the 11th. You'll be like, man, that was just all my own shit, huh? Cool. Let's do this. Let me, let me get my uh, high-waisted pants on. Let me stand up really straight. Let me put the appropriate cybernetic settings in for this hologram to create what I want, how I want, so I can have the winning feelings that will attract more winning feelings. And let me put this into play on the 11th. And let me let go of anything, embarrassing or not, that I know is beneath me and not engage in it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Except to be funny. Oh, I love you guys. I missed you guys. I'll see you in a week, yeah? Happy Eclipse.